Hi, this is Regeline Sabat, also known as Gigi. You're listening to Walk With Me podcast. My guest today is Aaron Lay. Aaron Lay is an author, speaker, life coach, executive coach, vision and decision architect, communication and accountability strategist, lover of life, and the CEO and founder of Onward Productions, Inc. Welcome to the show, Aaron. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me, Gigi. It's such a pleasure and honor to be here. You're amazing. Thank you. You're welcome. It's an honor to have you here today. Now, why don't you start off by telling us about you and where you are from? Oh, my God. Well, I, I'm an author and a speaker and all that other stuff, but really how I got to be who I am today started um, briefly in 1991 when I was diagnosed with non-Hodgkin's lymphoblastic lymphoma. And uh, it's a cancer that nobody survived. Nobody lived from that diagnosis. So um, after two and a half years of the chemo and radiation and the doctors tell me I was going to die a couple of times, I went really, really deep, really fast. And I learned about this whole internal world, which is absolutely amazing. Before that, I was a Wall Street executive and I really just counted on the outer world for validation, you know, from people, places and things in the world. And then with that, it sounds bizarre, but the blessing of the cancer diagnosis, um, I went really, really deep, really fast. And what I learned, Gigi, was absolutely amazing. So my journey started at 25, I'm 55, and that's why I'm a lover of life. Like this, there's so many things that I can't wait to speak about and get into with you. So um, that's, that's how I started. So I'd love to talk about that. Yes, ma'am. When you talk about having cancer, talk to us a little bit more about the steps that you took to overcome mentally and spiritually as well. Sure. So at first, again, I was working on Wall Street as a Wall Street executive, taken out of out of that and um, and just thrown into this into this uh, turmoil, really. And at first, when the doctors again, I'm 25 years old, the doctor's telling me that if the if the chemo doesn't work as fast as the tumor was growing, I'd be dead in a month. And uh, so and they told me that when my parents were down the hall. So I screamed. I just like I was just on the dance floor in Casey's in the Hamptons the weekend before. And now you're telling me I could be dead in a month. So I just screamed no, like this blood curdling no that my parents said was just awful. Um, so people need to just express and, and step, don't repress and, and don't go into denial. Like, like get the feelings out. And then after, after I expressed that for a couple of weeks, I realized I have to get solution oriented. So I started reading books, Gigi, that were amazing. And I say this all the time. The ones that I really, really credit the most was John Kabat-Zinn's Full Catastrophe Living, which was a phenomenal book. And in 1991, I got this, the cassette tape that you can order, you know, like, an, and it was a mindfulness meditation. So it introduced me to meditation and I was hooked, hooked. And uh, Shaki Gawain's Creative Visualization and Think and Grow Rich. <laughs> so those three books, <laughs> I literally became solution oriented. I was like, there's no way cancer is going to take me out. I want, I want to have a full life. And there's so many things that I want to do. So I went for the treatments and I was diligent. And, uh, you know, I, I did the, the, uh, the chemo and the radiation. But I also did my inner work. I found this whole inner world, me and God, you know, my faith in God was huge. So when the doctors would come in crying, like a team of doctors telling me I was going to die, uh, I told them no, and to get out of my room. Like, no, I'm not going to die. With the little bit of strength I had, I put my sneakers on. And, and this, again, I had a blood count of zero. I had an infection they didn't know where it was coming from, six blood transfusions that they thought didn't work. And I still put my sneakers on. And it, I said, I'm going to my will to live 
was more powerful than anything you know some somebody studied in medical school and i love my doctors but i ended up getting out and living so that happened a couple of times and then i went on to have three kids that they said would never happen and uh so sloan kettering after the two and a half pro two and a half year protocol was over started having their patients call me at home and that's how i started coaching but i credit the meditation the visualization i also i listen to classical music which balances both hemispheres um people say how did you think about that i said i don't know you know like there was something within me that said look at those cassettes that you have over there it's classical music start to listen to that so i would just take walks around my neighborhood with my headphones and listen to the classical music and just always thought excellent health excellent health excellent health and thank god that's what happened so then i started very inspiring. Do your inner work to overcome. I love it. Now tell us more about what inspired you to become a speaker. Because I wanted the world to know what I learned. I mean, I, Gigi, what I learned through that two and a half years of what you could do for yourself, like this whole inner world, what you could do for yourself. Like when everybody says, nope, sorry, nope, sorry, like you're going to die. Or what are you thinking trying to attempt that? Like you're not going to be able to do that. There's a whole inner world, and I, I say this again all the time, create a vision for your life. Like, where do you want to be a year from now? Even if somebody's saying you're going to die, where do you want to be a year from now? And that's what I did. That's what I did in Sloan Kettering in the, in the hospital. This is beyond my wildest dreams. So I'm huge into vision and decision. So create a, a vision for your life. Bring it, write it down, pen to paper. Bring it alive with your five senses, utilizing your sixth sense of intuition and have the feeling as if it's happening right now. So when you do that, they call me the miracle maker because literally miracles just keep happening. And I told the cancer patients that Sloan Kettering, I did it for, for free for years, you know, um, when Sloan Kettering had the patients call me at home and I told them to do the same thing. And the doctors would say, what are you saying to these people? <laughs> they're coming in, they're not throwing up anymore. They're like, they're so happy about life. And I said, I gave them purpose. Like you need to have a purpose. So, um, so that's, that's, did I answer the question? I just, I love, I love speaking about the vision. Yes, ma'am. Well, tell us more about your company, Onward Productions, Inc. Okay, so it's all about moving onward. Onward and upward. I always say onward and upward, baby. Onward and upward. You have to always keep moving onward. And then life's going to throw you obstacles. It always does. You know, so, but as long as you keep moving onward, just one foot in front of the other, uh, for instance, you know, okay, cancer didn't take me out, obviously, and I went on to have three kids that that they said would be impossible. And I did all of this work, and I want people to know how powerful it is to create a vision for your life. It's it's just no matter where you are, it's not just about cancer. It's no matter for your business, for for anybody, create a vision, a really strong vision. So then, um, 22 years later, I went through a tumultuous divorce. I was shocked. It was devastating, and I said, you know something. My, my identity went into question again. My future went into question again. I'm like, Aaron, you got to do what you did with the cancer and create a vision for your life. So that's when I literally, you know, got up from the, from the fetal position, like, oh my God, what do I do now? To now I have a vision. Now I know the decisions I need to make to get me toward that destiny, to get me toward that, that vision. And I did. And an example of that, of this is, and again, I, I say this all the time, not all the time, but a couple of times I was in uh, ShopRite with my daughter and I had $5 in my pocket. This is just a couple of years ago. I had to stop my business for five years because how am I going to empower? I'm an empowerment coach. How am I go going to be an empowerment and success coach when I felt so disempowered? 
So I did exactly what I did with the cancer, the meditation, the visualization, just, I mean, I couldn't get enough of the reading of the books. And, um, and then I, I got up and then I, instead of just being, you know, devastated and not being able to make a decision, like, should I do this? Or what do I do now? What do I do next? I literally got up and I said, just make a decision. It could be right or wrong. You could always change your mind to make a better decision, but stand up and move onward, move onward from this point. And that's where, that's where the name of my company came. It's all about moving onward. And then I scaled walking out of ShopRite with my daughter when I literally only had $5 because the child support wasn't, wasn't coming the way it was supposed to. And I just needed milk and bread. I saved, I just needed the milk and bread. I'm like, please don't let me be humiliated. Please, not with my daughter here and uh, in front of everybody else. And it was only four and change. So walking out of ShopRite, I was like, there's no way I'm ever going to feel that again. No way. And then I went on fire. I had that, like Napoleon Hill talks about that white, hot, burning desire. I had the white, hot, burning desire to just grow my company. And again, with the vision and decision and faith, I grew it to six figures in a year and a half, you know, and that was from nothing, from nothing. Again, I stopped to five years and now working with Eric and his mastermind and other coaches, I'm working towards seven and eight figures. So it's just a matter of like, like, just like Nike says, just do it. Like, just create that vision, have the confidence in yourself. Stop saying you're your own worst enemy. And because and, self-talk is so important. Start saying you're your own best friend. You're your own best friend between you and the help of God and everything else. I mean, you can create anything, anything that you want, but you have to truly want it. You can't just be interested. You got to be committed to truly wanting it. I love it. A vision for your life. Very powerful. Now, why do you love working with single mompreneurs? Because I, that's where I was. And I, I mean, I, I love working with, with anybody that's in overwhelm and, distracted and, and, you know, like feeling stuck. Uh, but in my heart, because I was that struggling mompreneur and my kids were just 10, 11 and 15 when the divorce started. And it was so hard, Gigi. It was, it was, it was so hard. And when you're doing it alone, like my family didn't understand what I did for a living. Like what's a coach, what's a summit? <laughs> like they don't know. My friends didn't know what, what a life coach is or what summits are or anything like that. So I was literally trying to grow my business by myself. And it was just, it was so hard and a lot of work. And then I joined Eric's Mastermind. And think that's another good thing about the pandemic. You know, like it forced Eric to create a mastermind. And I was like, oh my God, this is the best. And now I had a team who understood me and we, we support and work together. So it's not like I'm working alone and I want mompreneurs to know, and I love this song, um, King, and, King and Queens um, from Ava Max. I love that song. But I want mompreneurs to know, like, you don't have to do it alone. There are masterminds out there. And uh, and now I've grown my team through the mastermind. And now my business uh, is at six figures, and I'm working towards seven and eight. But growing it with, with grace and ease. It's not like, oh, my God, this is so hard. This is so hard. So I want mompreneurs. Like, I, I love helping mompreneurs, especially with the mindset. Everything begins and ends with mindset. So getting them past the self-limiting beliefs, getting them past, you know, like the guilt and all that other stuff. I, I just, it's in my heart. I love it. I love it. Very inspiring. Now, talk about mindset. What does mindset truly mean to you? Oh, it try, for me, it's everything. It's everything. People talk about balance, balance your energy. I'm like, balance your mindset and your energy will be balanced, you know, like, 
balance your life. Well, balance your mindset and your life will be balanced. Like, you know, to me, everything begins and ends with mindset. And people have a choice in what they decide to believe, right? Or how they decide to think. We don't have control over our thoughts. Well, we don't have control over the thoughts as they come into our head. You know, like they just come into our head. The one thing that God gave us full control over is what we do with our thoughts when they come in. So as the thoughts come in, we can say, all right, am I going to give focus to the fear, lack, and scarcity, you know, and stay in that stress and that over, overwhelm and the anxiety of like, oh my God, or you have a choice to shift into solution-oriented abundance and gratitude and like the high vibe, like optimism, enthusiasm, and, and it's all a choice. It's a choice. So mindset is, is everything. And when given that choice, when you're in the personal, in the, in the present moment, I want everybody listening to hear me. This is so important. When you're in the present moment, and this is where everything happens. Nothing happens from the past. Anything negative from the past is called depression. Anything negative, any negative thoughts, mindset-wise, from the future is called anxiety. So you want to stay in the present moment, and you want to be intentional about it because your mind can bring it to the past or the future. You want to be intentional about staying in the present moment, and you want to be intentional about staying in the present moment in gratitude and appreciation because then you will have things come to you, people, places, and things come to you that will keep you in gratitude and appreciation. If you're in the present moment in fear, lack, and scarcity, then you're gonna have more of that come to you. The people, places, and things come to you that will keep you stuck there. So mindset is huge, huge. When I was in fear, lack, and scarcity after the divorce, my hot water heater flooded my basement. Like all these things kept happening. And it was like, why is this happening? And I'm like, oh my God, Erin, do what you did with the cancer. You know, like you have to intentionally and work at it through meditation and visualization. And literally it's just repetition for the subconscious to reprogram the subconscious. It's literally just repetition. And I switched into the abundance and, and, and uh, gratitude and appreciation, even on days where things kept happening, stuff was happening that, that I couldn't, you know, I might, I could have focused on that. That was negative. But instead I knew like, even if there was like a quarter on the floor on the stairs, I would pick up the quarter and be like, thank you, God. Or the slightest little things that happened. I was intentional about being grateful for the tiniest, tiniest little things. And then more and more and more came to me. So mindset is everything. And it all begins and ends also with, with your thoughts, what you do with your thoughts. It's the one thing God gave us full control over. That's it. So, you know, the most powerful thing he gave us full control over. Amen. Now, what does leadership mean to you? Well, leadership to me is you you could either lead or be led. You know what I mean? So there's so many people now that are just listening to other people instead of going within and listening to their own gut, their own intuition. So leadership to me is um, I want people to be the beacon of light. I want people to be to uh, there's so many people down the rabbit hole that you really need to be the leader of your own life and then choose to lead others. You know what I mean? As the beacon of light, as the heart centered person looking out, serving others. So when you're walking, when you're walking strong in leadership and you're solution oriented, again, the decisions that are being made are not wonky. Um, because again, you have a clear vision for what you want for your life, for your business. And again, you want to have a vision for your business also, not just for your life. So that each decision you make is going toward that destiny, going toward that goal, that ultimate goal. So otherwise life is driving you and it's it's like sheep, you know, being led to, to the slaughter. 
So you don't want to, you don't, you don't want to be led unless you're being mentored, you know what I mean? And, and you trust your mentor and, and that, but, but as far as leadership, it's so important to be the leader of your own life first and then, and then go on to serve others in, in leadership and to teach leadership skills to other people. Very inspiring. Now tell us about a time where you experienced an aha moment on your life journey. Oh my God, there's so many. There's so many aha moments. Um, when I was in Sloan Kettering, sitting Indian style with no hair, no hair whatsoever, uh, I had the aha moment that people don't just love me for what I look like. You know, like I had the 80s hair, it was all full. And you know, again, I was 25 and I was like, dance and I'm like, you know, and if my hair didn't look right, I was like, oh yeah. So it was so superficial. I'm like, I love my, my pocketbook and my shoes. And it was just so superficial. So, um, yeah, one of the biggest aha moments is people didn't like me just because, you know, you know, I was fun or like, or the way I looked, I realized they truly cared about me. You know, I didn't have to, I didn't have to be the fun one out every weekend. And like, like I didn't, you know, I used to try so hard when I was a kid. And then at 25, I realized I could just fully be me, like just fully fully be myself and I've never stopped and I, and I never, I never will. Absolutely. Now what is your best advice to the audience for walking with purpose and living a life of happiness? I'm sorry. What was the, what, what is your best advice to the audience for walking with purpose and living a life of happiness? Oh my God. It's, it's just a game changer in life. You know, again, it's when you're walking in your purpose, you know, and, and what we're here to find out what our gift is. And then like the meaning of life is to find your gift and the purpose of life is to give it away. Right? So when you find out what your purpose is and everybody has a purpose, everybody has a God given gift. That's why nobody's any better than anybody else on this planet. When you're, when you're utilizing your God given gift, then you're just, you're literally on purpose. When you, when you deviate from it or you're just, you know, you're not doing what you truly, what you truly love. Um, you can have those feelings of, I hate my job. I can't stand it. You know, like I don't like my life because, because they're not walking in purpose on purpose. And when you're really intentional about figuring out what lights you up, like what lights you up? And then all of a sudden it's like, oh my God, life is so good. And it's all a choice. You know, you can choose to, to just, you know, do, do what everybody says, you know, like that rich dad, poor dad book, you know, like, a the safe and secure way, or if you want to be, in a, but you really want to be an entrepreneur, but people are saying, no, keep safe, keep safe. But you really want to be, listen to yourself, you know, and, and be the entrepreneur. But um, when you're living life on purpose, you're just, you're like, I'm lit up every day. I'm lit up every, every day. Years ago, I fell into the fear, lack and scarcity after the divorce. Then I did what I did with the cancer and I came out of it. And I literally wake up it's just because I realized it was a, um, a, ch I had a choice, a choice when I was in that, Oh my God, like that fear, lack and scarcity. I have the three kids downstairs and, and all the, all this stuff is happening and the financial conundrum and, you know, through the divorce, it was an awful place to be. So I intentionally shifted into the, like I said earlier, into the, into the gratitude and the abundance mindset. And I started living intentionally and on purpose with the meditation, visualization, you know, the vision, read it every day, that mission statement, like read it every single day. 
and just find the slightest little things to be grateful for. Again, I keep looking up going, thank you, God. Thank you, God. <laughs> Even after, after this interview, I'm going to be like, thank you, God, because I love you. I love you. You're amazing. So when, when you're living on purpose and you create that strong vision for yourself, you make the committed decision, not just interested, because there's a difference between being interested and being committed. Like people that are just interested in doing something, you'll go a little bit, but you, it, you, you won't stay there. When you're committed, it's, it's, it's a game changer. So yes, I highly recommend that people live on purpose, live intentionally, be the driver of your life, right? Be the driver of your own life as opposed to life driving you. It's so cool. Amen. Very uplifting. Be the driver of your own life. Aaron, thank you for being a guest on Walk With Me podcast. Where can the audience find you? Well, they can go to my website, which is erinlate.com. And I also have a book that's coming out. It's my fourth book, Gigi, and I'm so excited. It's Work Love. It's my first fictional book, but it's literally about bringing love back into the world. I'm starting with, with bringing love to the workplace because 40% of people are working from home now and, you know, with the whole isolation and everything, but it's going to be a series. So they can go to worklove.com and see more about the book. It's, it's launching in May. And, uh, and they'll also, you know, uh, see my Life on Track Summit that they'll have as a bonus with the uh, 60 interviews that I've done there as well. Exciting. You're the best. Ladies and gentlemen, make sure to check out Erin at erinlay.com and also check out more about her book on worklove.com. And that's W-O-R-K-L-U-V. And Erin, again, thank you for being a guest on Walk With Me podcast. Thank you. It's an honor and privilege. Thank you, Gigi. You're, You're the welcome. best. <laughs>